views and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of the sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. What is going on, everyone? Edwin Pagan here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package. I am your host, Edwin Pagan. This is a weekly technology podcast I do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, where I take three articles uh, from the internet, usually tech-related. I give you my analysis. I break them down for you, and then I send you on your way, hopefully more informed, more aware of the technologies on the interwebs. Man, I hope everyone's having a great Wednesday. I know everybody's in quarantine, man. I'm I don't know if I'm in quarantine. I just like I don't like leaving the house house um actually i do leave the house i go to the gym which uh um the gym the gym that i'm going to is doing a terrible job shout out to 24-hour fitness in orlando a terrible uh, job of trying to uh, uh counter the uh, coronavirus uh, effects man like it's just disgusting you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day your boy has to lift i am you know washing my hands as much as i can avoiding germ contact it was weird because i was uh, i was at the in-laws house uh over the weekend and like i ran into this uh, uh gentleman uh, when I was walking the dog and um, I shook his hand. I was like, shiza, crap, should I have done that? And we both realized what we did. We're like, hey, you know, like, what are we going to do? You know, it's, it's a, dude, it is a strange time to be alive. It's crazy because it's like, I think like everyone, because they're talking about how everyone's going home to work now and like they have to work remotely. And it's crazy because it's just like, like it's crazy how much issues people are having working from home because of like they don't have the technology or they don't have the bandwidth or their company wasn't prepared for it so it's strange times to be alive but like it's funny as hell because i saw a video yesterday where like they had a helicopter at clearwater beach and they're talking they're basically showing the beach and the beach has never been more full like everyone's out there living their best life and they're kind of saying yeah quarantine nah fam we we, we still going out here in this, in this wonderful weather so it's crazy to see how like it, it really does feel like you're living in a movie like in the sense of like it's like a zombie apocalypse you know what i mean like minus the zombies you know but like everyone is scared and it's like as a floridian you know what i'm saying like i'm like like i'm used to like state of emergencies right because of the hurricane like we have a state of emergency at least twice a year you know what i'm saying because of the hurricanes um and so it's like you but you can like you can like you can measure the hurricane you can see it coming you but like with this you're like I don't know, man. And I want to state for the record, before we jump into the articles, I want to state for the record, guys, that do not believe rumors that you hear that your friend's friend who works for the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, and FBI, all at three, all three at once somehow, right, uh, that they're saying, you know, that the government is going to uh, mandate martial law. Like, don't believe things like that, guys. That's not how the government works. Um, and in this, in, this, in, this, in this episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of fake news and stuff like that. But uh, I find it very interesting how everyone has a friend who has a friend who knows something that the general public doesn't know. It's the freaking most weirdest thing. And uh, shout out to the background I have. I got this from a website. This is actually someone's brain. And uh, I figured that, like, I have a big head, so I might as well put a big brain in the back. I'm only guessing this is how my brain looks. But with that being said, guys, let's go ahead and, and, uh, and jump right into the articles, man. As always, the articles discussed uh, on this episode are available in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes or your major podcast platform, it's all in the bio description. So with that being said, let's start off with something more subtle. Um, so the first article is coming from the fine folks at decrypt.co all right and of course coronavirus news as always man but uh, a fake corona virus or a fake corona android app that tries to get ransom and bitcoin is being uh is is supposedly uh 
making its rounds through the interwebs. Um, now, let me just to, to kind of discuss what's going on here. I know in my previous episodes, we had talked about how there's a lot of fake news outlets uh, about uh, the coronavirus and more particularly how Facebook and Apple are taking extreme measures to make sure people aren't releasing apps into the app store that are, are giving out face fa- uh, false information about the coronavirus. And lo and behold, there is an app out here uh, that was discovered on the Google Play Store that basically was convincing people to install this app on their phone because it was going to give them real-time access to coronavirus data. It's going to let them know if they're in contact with someone because of the GPS data on your phone, if they're in range of someone who might have the coronavirus, right? And then um, if you download this app, it'll give you all these abilities. Now, I, I, like I said, check out the article because I'm, I'm, I, I, as always, I do a terrible job of, of describing what happens uh, in the article. But basically, uh, it's it's an app that was designed to get $100 off the users in Bitcoin. Now, it's something called ransomware. If you're not familiar with ransom, uh, where it's basically a type of malicious software that can attach yourself to your, your computer. Um, uh, primarily, it's a computer-based attack, but it can attach yourself to your computer or mobile device. It puts a password on your stuff and it says unless you give me the money you can't access your stuff and that's exactly what this app does where it hijacks your lock screen and it says unless you give me a hundred dollars to this uh, to this bitcoin account we're gonna wipe your phone and this basically gets people to do this right because people don't know their password and as you know uh the ability to lock uh the once you lock your phone and you put a password on it you can't get back in there's no way around it uh with a lot of major companies now google has come out and said that like you know they've patched this and so it's, it's very very difficult to do this but um my point in all this, guys, is that be on the lookout for fake apps, all right? When it comes to incidents like this and natural disasters, all right, hackers or in, and, and cyber criminals alike are out here trying to make a quick buck, all right? Always get your information from a reputable source, all right? My reputable sources usually end in .gov or TMZ.com. I'm not going to lie to you. If a celebrity dies, I go to TMZ.com to verify that it's real because usually they're the most accurate source. But um, don't go on the app store and look for coronavirus apps and think you're going to find something because it's just not how it works, right? Make sure you're getting your information from reputable sources. Now, Apple and Facebook are taking extreme measures, like I said, to make sure that they're, you know, they're, 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 they're banning accounts that are trying to upsell, um, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, 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 um, hand sanitizer, the face mask, they're doing what they can to ban those accounts from, uh, people trying to surcharge on that. And then Apple is banning apps from spreading false information because it's a, it's it's we're in a time right now where this is not a hurricane or a storm or, or earthquake. Right. This is like something that's a germ that we can't physically see. And so this is kind of based on speculation. Like we're we're basing our actions on what the doctors and the people who really specialize in this stuff are telling us to do because we can't physically see the virus. And so when you have apps like this trying to spread false information, uh, it's just going to create a, 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 um, a, a more bigger issue and, and right now like we're in in the midst of a very strange uh, economical time you know what i'm saying like a lot of people are being affected by this virus um as someone who lives in florida in orlando where everyone and their mother works for the mouse at least once in their life there's people who pay the bills in hospitality and if they can't get to work and get money it's an issue and if we're spreading false information that's not accurate it's making people scared to come to florida to the parks or wherever then the issues are bigger than just you know uh, people getting sick now we're having 
having an economical crisis. So uh, shout out to Apple. And again, all those other companies are really taking measures to prevent this from happening and really uh, taking that seriously. So uh, with that being said, let's do some more coronavirus news. This is coming from the fine folks at the Washington Post, um, which is a great article. It's called uh, the U.S. government uh, and the tech industry are discussing ways to use smartphone location data to combat the coronavirus. Now, uh, and more particularly, they're trying to utilize like location data and kind of seeing like, all right, if we can find out if certain people are being infected uh, by the virus, where the, where have they been? So kind of like if you've been infected or if you get diagnosed with the coronavirus, um, they can look at your location data and kind of see uh, where you've been. But also the government's trying to look at ways um, to basically kind of get a real time analysis of where the heck people are at a current time, right? So if people are actually being quarantined, we should be able to uh, get that data through Facebook and say, hey, the location shows that there's no people here, this and that. So kind of gathering information on people. And, that, and it kind of kind of treads that territory of like privacy concerns. But in the same sense, it's like, are we in a state of emergency where we say, hey, this is okay to do, but um, definitely check out the article because as always, again, I do a terrible job of breaking down these articles, but um, it's kind of just talking about how companies are working hand in hand or with the government to kind of to come up with different um, um, ways to uh, to just keep the situation contained. And, you know, I really do think that just the future of medicine is, is heavily reliant um, on uh, on uh, uh on technology, you know, I feel that like with what a doctor does, you know, when you go to the doctor's office, you're talking to the doctor one to one, right? So that's one part of the doctor's visit. Another part of the doctor's visit is they take your temperature and they take your uh, your heart rate reading and all that stuff. And a huge part of me feels that like we're at that point now with technology, like what we have on, on our smartphones, the sensors, the heart rate monitors, uh, with the way Apple can, uh, you can unlock your phone with your face. Those are all sensors that I feel that like with doctors, um, if with the right app application design doctors can actually not have to come to the patients anymore they can just talk to you remotely access the sensors on your phone your smartphone or on your smartwatch and say all right your heart rate is this your body temperature is that um, based on the facial reading i'm getting from the the iphone's unlock camera um, you know this is what we think is going on with you and they'll never have to step foot into a doctor's office uh, again and, and help prevent the spread of the disease you know you could be quarantined and still see your doctor and get all that information from them using a single app and so i really do feel the future of medicine is going that way you know what i'm saying i just feel that like uh, our devices are more powerful than they've ever been um we have more sensors available than we ever had and so why not take that approach and so i think you know a lot of different technologies are going to come from this disaster or from this uh pandemic that we're going through because um you know uh I think there's always an opportunity to to in, in times like this, like someone made a really good point the other day of, of like how like comedians and entertainers and athletes alike, this quarantine period of being locked in and, and housed is forcing people to train harder, you know, work out longer. It's forcing people to write more material as comedians and say. And so what they're saying is that like when this quarantine actually is over and done with the amount of like the amount of like really good basketball games that are going to come from it, the amount of really good comedy material that's going to come from it it's going to be crazy because people had spent so much time not performing but just working 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 that when they finally get out they're going to come out shooting you know what i mean and so um i think the same thing is going to apply in tech we're going to see that like we've really learned a lesson here and as far as like how we we reacted to this in a national emergency or in a, in a global emergency and uh um 
you know, especially with like remote workers, because a lot of companies, again, they're being forced to send people home to work um, or else they go out of business. And so I think a lot of companies are now going to take remote work more seriously and come up with more practical ways to make remote working work. You know what I'm saying? Um, so definitely check out the article. It's a very interesting article, um, to say the least. Um, and like I said, I, I really do believe that uh, that, that tech um, and health are, are, are going to go hand in hand. And um, uh, with that being said, man, uh, to wrap up these, uh, to wrap up this, uh, this episode, last article was coming from the fine folks at wired.com, which is, uh, AI is an ideology, not a technology. Um, so at, at its core, artificial intelligence is a previous belief that fails to recognize the agency of humans. And so this is a very, very long read. So I definitely uh, suggest getting yourself a cup of coffee, uh, you know, putting your phone on do not disturb, kicking your girlfriend out, canceling all plans you have. Um, but uh, it's a very interesting article because um, it really goes into detail about um basically how AI and artificial intelligence really in the scheme of things, because we think about artificial intelligence, you hear politicians talking about how artificial intelligence is, is going to be the end of the workforce. And it's going to be the thing that um, puts people out of work. And the article really touches base on the fact that like, AI and artificial intelligence itself is kind of a buzzword at this point, right? It's a really good word that people like to use. They like to say AI-based this, AI-based that. But the reality that that is is that artificial intelligence, um, although artificial, still requires so much human interface, um, so much human attention that in in the reality, the scheme of things, it's not this technology that's going to put all these people out of work. And I've always had this theory, and I've always said this about artificial intelligence, is that like I think that I don't believe machines are going to take over I think that we're going to become one with the machine you know what I mean um because we already are one with the machine, you know what I'm saying? We work as a as one with the machine. Like I look at my ability to work as a technician, like as as someone who works as a technology professional. I have my computer as a tool to go get information. So my computer does the heavy lifting, the getting the information, the finding the pieces to this, the checking on that. But I still. I still, as a human, need to take this information, interpret it, and then relay it or or act on that information. And so, me and the computer work one on one. I can't work without it, and it doesn't exist without me. And so, this article really does touch base on that of like how that 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 connection works, and also how like. AI is again it's just a buzzword because there's there's artificial intelligence there's machine learning and the two are really misconstrued in my in my opinion um, machine learning is 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 something that is designed to learn behaviors whereas artificial intelligence is the ability to um, naturally in my opinion naturally interact or interface with humans right um, but this idea or this thing that we have or like especially like politicians who have no idea how this stuff works a lot of times the idea that we see artificial intelligence as 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 um that like as like this one single chip that's going to do everything it just doesn't work like that it, uh, uh this idea that we have that like artificial intelligence is going to be like skynet and the machines are going to become aware and they're going to do x y it 
doesn't work like that because at the end of the day, the underlying code is written by humans for artificial intelligence. The technology, the, the, the infrastructure that's required for those things to operate, it still heavily relies on humans. So it is artificial in that sense, but it's based on human interactions. Um, so again, bro science version of breaking down this article, but definitely check it out because I feel that like, if you have a legitimate fear about automation and AI that it's gonna do this and that, I really suggest really look into what artificial intelligence and automation can do and getting ahead of it. And, and, and in my opinion, we will be one with the machine. You know, The way our smartphones are connected to us, it's where we put our photos, it's where we put our calls, it's where we write, it's where we take pictures. It's an extension of our brains. It's, it's our, our, our thoughts are put down on this device. Um, I had a, I had a, I, had a, I, have, I always tell people because I did forensics as well for mobile devices. I always tell people, show me your phone, show me your computer, and I will show you who you are. Because you don't even think when you look on this device. You just, you just act. It's an extension of you. And so um, that's how I feel artificial intelligence and 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 um, AI in general will be in the future. It'll be something that like you have art AI based uh, glasses or an artificial intelligence based car where you're still the driver in the car, but you're able to drive at a faster speed because you have AI on this on this car that's able to read information, read your instruments a lot quicker, predict, see things that you can't see before you can see them, react on them, and so you're still the the human interface with the car. But the artificial intelligence is giving you that edge, that ability to register information a lot quicker where, you know, you can read one thing, you know, and react in, 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 in two seconds. The machine can react in a fraction of a second, just boom, sees it and does it. You know, you see it with crash de uh, detection systems in cars. You see it with uh, self-driving cars. Um, so the list goes on and on. But AI, in my opinion, isn't something that we should be afraid of. I just think it's something that's going to make our lives uh, significantly much uh, uh, easier and more more efficient so with that being said guys this concludes the articles on today's word on the road podcast like i said this is the word on the road podcast uh, i do this podcast every monday wednesday and friday if you like the podcast feel free to uh, or make sure to subscribe to the channel leave a like comment below if you want to see me talk about some other things but until next time guys my name is edward pagan this has been the word on the road podcast and until next time i'll see you guys on friday take care everyone peace guys what are you doing Watching my dad's channel. <laughs> Watching your dad's YouTube channel?